0: lovelies and welcome to another edition of lgbt in the ring your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling i am your host brian bell here with you once again on the sports podcast network and we are continuing our coverage of wrestlemania week uh today obviously yesterday we had episodes on Night number one of Wrestlemania 38 as well as Effie's Big Gay Brunch Dallas come out. A big thank you again to our guests Patches Chance and Divine Diana Ramsey uh, for coming on those shows and talking all about those wonderful events from the past week of pro wrestling. But today we are talking about night number two of Wrestlemania 38 and I'm very happy to welcome back Darnell Mitchell to the show to chat all about this uh, super fun uh, evening of pro wrestling, uh, highlighted, of course, by an outstanding women's tag team title match and perhaps the most wacky, uh, off-the-wall, good time of a pro wrestling contest that we've seen in quite a few years in a WWE ring in Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. Uh, Darnell, of course, one of the commentators for Wrestlers Lab involved with uh, pro wrestling in a number of different facets in and around the New York, New Jersey area. Um, always a blast to have Darnell on, um, especially because he, he adds a, a certain uh, speciality to, talk to talking about looks as well, which we do get into that a little bit here on the show. Um, but a little bit of housekeeping before we get into uh, our discussion. Um, obviously, we had four shows planned for this week. Um, both nights of WrestleMania, Epi's Big Gate Brunch, and GCW for the Culture. Um, we are going to be pushing uh, the GCW for the Culture uh, recap show to next week uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I feel like um, the the moment created by the main event there with Billy Dixon and Hoodfoot is still one that um, holds uh, such significance for me that I want to give myself a little bit more time to ruminate on it. Um, Also, uh, just for a more, like, practical, um, outside of the podcast journalism, entertainment bubble, whatever you want to quantify this as, I'll be real, like, um, I fell asleep (laughs) while editing today's show Um, just because I feel like this week going back to Thursday, you know, whenever everything kicked off for WrestleMania week, uh, I've kind of been running myself a little ragged uh, for the past seven, eight days with just trying to get stuff done um, across a bunch of different things to the point that I uh, just crashed. And, you know, I think I need a little bit of self-care time and so we're gonna instead of rushing everything to, to, to get it out uh in you know as close to the end of wrestlemania week as possible i feel like giving things a little bit more time to breathe as well as you know giving my body a chance to catch up as well um will definitely benefit any discussion about such a a, a special show honestly so be on the lookout next thursday for uh myself and KC, uh talking all about gcw for the culture um and a good chunk about the uh, the main event uh death match between billy dixon and hood foot on that show um that being said make sure to go back and listen to wrestlemania night one and the a. Gate brunch shows that we put out yesterday and enjoy my conversation with darnell mitchell what's up guys gals and non-binary pals welcome back to lgbt in the ring and of course we are continuing our coverage of wrestlemania week with night number two of wrestlemania 38 wrestlemania sunday uh and here to do that with me today is one of the voices of wrestlers lab as well as one of the arbiters of uh fashion and pro wrestling and beyond please welcome darnell mitchell back to the show how are you doing darnell I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. It's been a busy, busy, busy week. But yeah. that's what, it's all out of love, though, because this is like, um, I believe, uh, Patches, or one of the, our previous guests on the show this week described this as kind of like the Christmas season for pro wrestling fans, just with the sheer amount of, uh, of events that are going on and things to watch and things to enjoy. Uh, And of course, WrestleMania being the the main reason why everyone is kind of concentrated in the area. Um, We're talking about night two uh, here tonight or today on the show, but um, I'm curious. I've been asking everybody on the show, like coming out of this weekend, like what other matches uh, have stood out to you um, because of just the sheer amount that we got? So I guess my first question to you would be what other than WrestleMania night number two Stood out to you, Darnell.
1: Uh WrestleMania night number one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) personally, and I hate to start the podcast off on a sour note. Uh this is probably one of the first WrestleManias where I did not make a conscious effort to watch anything else because nothing else really entertained me, to be honest. Hmm. Um I um you know I'm a former WrestleMania attendee. I attended five in a row. Uh, back in the day and it was my thing and I do kind of miss uh, the, the the good old days when like you know Shimmer was guaranteed to have a show uh, there was a lot of little bit more diversity women's only shows gay only shows um, stuff like that not like kind of little pockets of the gays can be here or the women can only be here uh, which I think some of WrestleMania week has turned to, so it's not for me. But if you had an enjoyable time, that's fantastic for you. Uh, yeah, it's weird. I'm just like, as things have gone on, I've watched less and less Mania uh, anyway, week. It just doesn't appeal to me. But yeah. WrestleMania Night One was great, and I hope
0: everyone had fun. <laughs> was there <laughs> anything on that show in particular stood out to you? I feel like I know one answer at least.
1: Oh, I mean, it's it's Bianca Belair. Yeah, uh, you know, and I think that's uh that's just how I've I've kind of grown as a a wrestling fan, um, in a in a personal way is that uh, I now just ensure that I watch what I want to watch, and I support what I want to support. I'm not saying that I necessarily want to support WWE, so don't uh, don't misconstrue that. Um, but it was really nice to see uh black women on on sort of this uh this pedestal, um. And yeah, it was it was the thing that was most interesting to me besides Wallamania, which one day I will go to another Wallamania.
0: <laughs> I've been to
1: one and it was really fun. And I uh, snuck my way into the VIP area with Chris Jericho and other people because I was wearing a suit. Uh, and that was that seemed very fun over the weekend.
0: i will say i have i have yet to go to a Wally mania but it always seems like a really fun environment to be in and if if the videos that theo ivory has been putting out are any indication of just some of the the wildness that can go on at Wally mania then uh i think that's definitely remains a place to be anywhere that uh that wrestlemania takes its uh its caravan to yeah, I, I
1: agree. I Actually, you know what? I'll, I'll give one call out for a match that I didn't see, but I do want to see eventually, is Hoodfoot versus uh, Billy Dixon. I I don't know what show that was on. It might have been on For the
0: Culture. It was. It was uh, the main event of For the Culture.
1: Yeah. Uh, seeing two Black uh, men, uh, you know, one queer, one straight, but two Black men in general, uh, be involved in a type of wrestling match that is not catered or doesn't seem to have many Black people in it. Uh, that would be death matches. Uh, was amazing to see the main event. So I was, um, I was. I'm, eventually, I'm going to watch it. Uh, but that was one of the matches that I was uh, very, very interested in because I'm, right. I'm usually interested in things that Billy in that So,
0: yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think that match was a standout from the weekend for me personally, as someone who did watch pretty much everything that happened this weekend. And like oh, that, geez. hey, it's my job. <laughs> like, it is, it's, okay. <laughs>
1: I get it. I get it. You know, I I think about it because like when I used to go to Mania Week, I would go for, I would literally go to like seven or eight shows. And like now I'm just sort of like how many shows, but I think it's like changed for me because it's like because I like work at small shows. Like I think I, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it sounds like so much wrestling.
0: I mean, it really is. <laughs> like yeah. it, it is. It is by far like too much i think anybody that that really like just buries their head in that in that bucket for those four days and comes up like that you cannot come out of that without feeling some level of exhaustion whether physical mental or social and you know that definitely hit me but um all that i was not there i was i was recovering it from my lovely abode here in portland (laughs) okay But, I mean, honestly, like, I can't imagine what it would have been like being there because, like, I was just gone just watching stuff from home. I can't imagine running around the city as well just trying to to get in and see as many things in person.
1: Not me taking over your podcast.
0: Um, But (laughs) have you ever been to a Mania Week, though? Here's the thing. I've been to a Mania, but the Mania I went to was, like, the infancy of the Mania Weekend idea as we know it now. I went to WrestleMania 27 in Atlanta and that was the oh. first year that ring of honor ran a show in the same city as uh, as WrestleMania. So they were like, and they were the only company really to do that, that year. And then I want to see like the next year we started getting a little bit more. And then of course, a few years later down the line, the collective comes along and, and we see what it is now. Um, so I have not been to like what we know of as a WrestleMania week uh, myself, uh, it's some. It is on the bucket list, and since the thing is coming to LA next year on my coast, like I'm pretty sure I'm going to be there. I'm going to uh, go too. Yeah, but at the same time, like it's an experience that I don't know how I'm going to handle. <laughs> it's. I,
1: it's literally. I know I sounded like really pessimistic at first, but it is really fun, and it, and it is uh it is literally like kind of like Disney World where you have to plan your day out, and you're just sort of like. All right, it's going to take 45 minutes for me to get from here to here, even though the cab says 15 minutes, because everyone and their mother are in a cab right now. (laughs) So, like, it's literally planning it out like that. L.A., uh, I'm really excited to go. Uh, I plan on going to a couple of indie shows maybe in L.A. Definitely going to go to Hood Slam if they run a show. Yes. Hood Slam is a company you should absolutely support. Hood Slam is fucking, I can curse. Oh, yeah, you can curse. Okay uh I feel like I ask you that every single time. Uh Hood Sam is definitely a company to to support. So uh but yeah, well maybe we'll go to a show
0: together. Yeah, that sounds good to me, you know. And this time I'll actually like introduce myself to you. Yeah, say to, like, hi. Hugging you without saying who I am.
1: I'm like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I'm like, oh wait, I know you.
0: <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to it honestly. Like I was going to I was I so back Whenever, uh, before the pandemic and everything, like the Tampa Mania in 2020, I was going to oh, be god! I, was, I had, so I had plane tickets bought. I had my days planned out and everything. And then, of course, everything just went to shit. Um,
1: that was a cute show. That was a, re- that was a cute mania because I, I'm i I'm trying to be very uh, particular in like what I'm saying. Um, there were more organizations and companies and promotions that I would like to have given my money to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't like it when it seems that one company owns a weekend, unless WWE obviously owns it because it's them. Um, yeah. so, but there, I felt like there was a bigger, um, selection of things to go to, which yeah. I, I was really excited for that show. Yeah. It definitely... I, I, that, that, you know, you know, mania.
0: Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. I mean, I'm, I'm, I agree with you. Like it did seem like there was a, a lot of, uh, a wider array of stuff there. Um, Than we've seen like obviously like last year with IWTV running their thing I think that offered a lot of different things as well and you know they didn't run this year um who knows if maybe maybe next year we'll see them return to this stage maybe we'll see some we're gonna get a lot of west coast presence I feel like I really I really I'm glad you brought up hook slam because I really really hope that hook slam runs a show um during that that weekend next year yeah And maybe what maybe PWG will name a woman. (laughs) (laughs) They're just they're waiting until like the the eye of the wrestling world is on them in in mass in full to finally have their first women's match. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's talk about WrestleMania night number two. Because we did get a women's match on this show, at least. Um and one, yes, amidst uh, a, a number of other really interesting and fun uh, little bits here and there. Um, obviously, coming off of night one, we had the big moment with Stone Cold having his final match. We had Becky and, and Bianca just you know stealing the show. Cody and Seth doing their best to, to steal the show right afterwards. Um, and then, you know, a number of other... Um, fun moments but night two i felt like had from the, the general populace the feeling i was getting was that night two um had a bit of a uh lesser expectation uh, heading into it and i personally felt like night number two really rose above that um i, I don't know how you kind of like just a larger like takeaway from the night for yourself
1: Uh, I agree. Uh, I was much more, my idea was to watch night one as much as I could live and then watch night two when I got to it. And um, I ended up, where did I go? I I like got off work. I went to a bar and I started to watch it on my phone and I was so into it, surprisingly into it. And I think what was really uh, important here is that I felt like night one had a lot of emotional, like, weight to it, um, if, if that's the correct term to say. And night two, they just kind of, like, said to themselves, let's go have some fun. And uh, I think they succeeded. I was pleasantly surprised with night two.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Like, I, th- I feel like you had higher emotional highs on the first night. Um, You know, I guess I've seen some people say that, like, night one was, like, more of the wrestling night or night two is more of the sports entertainment night, which, you know, that, that calculates to a degree – I mean, but at the same time, like one doesn't necessarily make one like way more so than the other, as long as both are um, supremely entertaining, which really both both nights were. Uh, let's just jump right into to the show itself. Obviously, we open with Triple H getting his his moment to come down in, in front of the crowd there in Dallas and you know leave his boots in the ring, welcome everybody to WrestleMania. Um, you know, obviously the news about his uh, heart condition and retirement from in the competition heading into the, the weekend had have, have become widely known. And I don't know. It was a really I've never really been like the largest fan of Triple H personally, but I don't know. It just it felt why? like why? I, I don't know. I just I don't think he is. in. He's not consistently engaging to me mm. as an in-ring personality. Like, in certain pairings, and certain storylines, he works for me, you know? And obviously, the, and the, I will say there are probably some matches that most people don't put on their, like, top Triple H matches that come across far more effective to me than, than most people. I think the first one that pops in my brain is, like, uh, his Hell on the Cell match with Shawn Michaels at Bad Blood 2004, which is one that I feel like gets kind of lost in the ether a bit at times. But just over the years it's just i don't know there's a, there's just something about triple h that just didn't really click with me for for a long time outside of a few pockets here and there
1: oh, because um, he's boring um
0: <laughs>
1: triple h is like and i love triple h triple h is the kind of roster though that like you know literally goes all right this is what we're gonna do This we're gonna do exactly this Goes out there, if the crowd is not responding to it, he doesn't give a shit. He's like, but this is exactly what we're going to do. And so he kind of loses that sort of idea to sort of work on the fly. Uh, I think for a lot of people, they have a love-hate relationship with Triple H because I don't know many people that are like, Triple H is my favorite wrestler. And these are my top 10 matches. because I've never met that person. I don't want to meet that person. Can you stay over on the other side of the aisle? (laughs) Thanks. Um, But Triple H is, um, I think he's your childhood. In a weird way, you know, like yeah. my relation, my first time, my first WrestleMania, Triple H was there. I mean, like I didn't go. I mean, I'm 1996, the first time I ever saw WrestleMania. Triple H was there, and his valet was Sable. Uh, I will always remember that. And he he wrestled Ultimate Warrior, and I was I was intrigued by Triple H. You know, I remember doing the the suck it like a like in high school. Obviously, I meant something a little different. <laughs> when, like, <laughs> I like you, you kind of, it's nostalgia, you know, you just think of him as like when you were a kid, like, yeah, I think he's had some booking stuff and I think he's kind of a boring wrestler, Um, but it's like hard to not feel for him. It's really hard.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that just kind of comes with the longevity you're if you're around and just present for as long as he is, I think at some point he becomes an endearing figure. It's the same way we see like now, the relationship that i feel a lot of fans have with john cena whereas like you know a decade ago they were just booing him out of the building but now they they are like heralding him as one of the best to to be in a wwe ring and and they really they have a renewed respect for him even though like that there was some like legit hate going on (laughs) years ago you know and i will now
1: transfer to undertaker yes
0: (laughs) and i will say like i've been a much bigger fan of like executive triple h as opposed to wrestler triple h um and while i might not have necessarily been the largest fan of him during his in-ring career i definitely recognize the impact that he he had you know And, and let's be real like he's put on some quality matches at wrestlemania as well like the wrestlemania 17 wrestlemania 27 like i was talking about like those matches with the undertaker on like 27 and 28 were were really good as well uh to me him
1: versus daniel bryan is one of daniel bryan's best matches in the wwe we don't talk about it enough though
0: yeah yeah so like he, he is worthy of the legacy that he has he's worthy of the respect that he has obviously And and honestly mm-hmm. i don't think that he needs me just to delineate that for him but it was just a really cool moment to see him like kind of have this this last little bit. I mean, obviously it's not the last time he's gonna be in front of a crowd, but it was symbolic in a way, and it was it was a nice send-off for him. I feel um, coming off of that.
1: Yeah, I thought it was really cute. I, I like good for you, man. Um, who would have thought that he would have like um, to, you know amounted to this much in in the uh, the world of sports entertainment for WWE? um just glad he's safe and he's healthy and you know he's got three uh three dollars that eventually are going to be uh, a new stable in wwe in like 10 or so years
0: <laughs> so like his legacy lives on exactly exactly and of course that leads us into the opening match uh for night two the raw tattoo titles line. street profits and Alpha Academy challenging RK-Bro. As we always do on the show, whenever we have controversial figures, we make sure to put context on discussions about them. So obviously there are uh, credible uh, allegations of abuse against uh, one, Matt Riddle, who was participating in this match. Um, Mm Who? Sorry, oh, I'm sorry, Riddle. There we go. Oh,
1: Oh, oh, okay, I don't know
0: her. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but but, yeah, we had a really uh, – I think a really good start to the night with this match. Like, it was action-packed. Uh, I think everybody really shined uh, with with what they do. Obviously, the highlight for me being that I do not understand how Montez Ford can get that high in the air. I have no – that, that blockbuster looked like he, like – that was like a balcony dive almost <laughs> with the height that he got.
1: It's like him and, like, Bianca might, might, might be the most athletic uh, couple I've ever seen in professional wrestling. Um, it's, it's really insane. And it's, it was, it's nice to see Street Profits are kind of, like, a mainstay in the tag team division. Like, they're always wrestling. I love Chad Gable and Otis. And I think Chad Gable, Shh, or, I don't know how to do it. Um, <laughs> I think it's great because he's he's has a personality, and I think Randy's having like a blast, and I think that other guy's there. Um, so uh, it, it was the it was literally the perfect opener, literally the perfect opener, and it just was like nonstop, and the crowd was eating it up.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I I'm with you on on Otis and, and Gable. I feel like this is the first time that Gable has really been able to showcase personality. in in, in the character, like, obviously, like, Alpha Academy was, like, a really... Or not Alpha. um, Oh, why am I blanking on the name of him and Jason Jordan's tag team? Um, Was it not?
1: American Alpha.
0: American Alpha. There we go. American Alpha. American Alpha was a really fun team, and they had a lot going for them. But it still didn't afford Chad Gable the, the avenue to really show more of himself in the way that he has with this pairing with Otis. And that whole... That whole dynamic there is just really fun to to see him continue to explore, um, and pairing them off with Street Profits was really fun too. Randy Orton has been such a breath of fresh air over the last couple of years. Just seeing him, just I don't know, like obviously like the used to be a real shitlord of a person, <laughs> but has like turned this corner with in like a maturity level and and a approach to pro wrestling in a way that it just seems like he's having so much more fun i think the way you put it with what he's yeah. doing now
1: yeah i think you can you can see a sort of level of respect and um you know and, and according to to your comment regarding his uh just grown up you know i i, I was still always remember the the comment he said about like all lives matters so and black lives matter where he was like oh shit i get it now Yes. Um, which is good for him, which is like great white people. I would give you your bare minimum. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, but like he seems to have kept that momentum going. And I think that that's always a, a, a very nice thing to see. Uh, it's interesting to see guys like Randy and guys like Brock Lesnar do things now they, that they've never done in their 20 plus years with WWE. Um, because I, I, I think that there's a little bit more of a comfortableness I was just like, you know what? I want to do this. So I'm just going to do this. And Vince just kind of says, cool. <laughs> like, and you can see it, like, literally, that's everyone knew exactly what their character was. Everyone knew exactly what they needed to do. And everyone did it excellently. It was just amazing. It was a great opener.
0: It was. It was. It got everything, it set the energy tone for the rest of the night. And obviously, rk, uh, RK Bro comes out uh, retain the title and then they we have the moment with gable steveson or gable steveson rather after that which again
1: i forgot yeah. about that
0: yeah <laughs> we will again credible allegations of abuse against uh gable steveson as well um but we had that moment there we got to see the first little bit of gable Stevenson in ring with with chad gable and um I don't know. What's your feeling on Gable Stevenson, Justin? Like how they presented him so far or, or anything? Do you have any opinion of Gable Stevenson? I
1: honestly, so far? Not really, because I, I didn't even know who the guy was. I, I knew that he was doing stuff in the Olympics. And then literally, because it's Twitter, how I figured it out. So I was like, oh, this guy's doing good in the Olympics. Good for him. And then five seconds later, I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. And so I immediately did. It's very. Um, it's very easy for me to sort of uh, put someone out of my mind. Like, this was the first time I've seen a match with Riddle in probably two years. Like, it's very easy for me to just not watch something. Like, I haven't seen a Darby Allen match nor Lord knows how long. Yeah. Like, it's, just, it's easy. It's, a, it's and, you know, I don't have to watch it. So, Gable, and, like, what I, what I remember, it's, it just seemed awkward and, like, the crowd didn't really know how to react to it 100% because I think they liked Chad Gable. Um, I hope he fails. <laughs> uh, I, I hope he fails.
0: And like, yeah, that's what I hope. There we to go. Be <laughs> <laughs> well, it's apropos that um, you bring up failure in a way, because uh, it does kind of lead into our next batch in one connotation, Bobby Lashley and Omos. Um,
1: Ooh, A match. <sighs>
0: It was. It was a match. It It happened. It went six and a half minutes. Bobby Lashley beat the the new giant. uh, And I have no idea where Almas goes from this.
1: I, you know, I, I was surprised to see Bobby win the match. I did not think he was going to win the match. So, but I'm excited that he won the match, especially the response he got the night afterwards on Raw. Mm -hmm. um because I actually saw that segment and it was nice to see this guy who has worked really really hard over the years reinvented himself and impact came back who just he seems like a quite lovely human being um finally get this sort of adulation and like uh respect that he deserves from the fans um yeah I was I was just shocked to see him win and I really I think I love the idea of giants, but giants are pointless to me unless they win in 99.9% of the time. Like, Mark Henry should have been champion for for seven years. <laughs> like, <laughs> like why, why would he not be champion? Nia Jax, you know, when she's not, like, you know, spreading um, anti-vax conspiracies, when she was, like, attempting to wrestle, she should have been undefeated for quite some time, you know, because... Like look at her. She's so much bigger than any other girls. Like she's taller than them. She's bigger than him. She gets washed. Um, so I think when people I mean, Bobby's a pretty believable person to beat him, but it's like, okay, does he really need MVP? Like, what's what's the where do we go?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I obviously like MVP paired up with, with anybody will definitely add something to it. Because I mean MVP is just like probably the one of the best, like like secondary pieces to anybody going right now in in pro wrestling. But at the same time, you spent so long trying to build up almost as like this unbeatable person. And then you have him lose to Bobby Lashley to set up this heel turn for MVP now and to have them paired up. It just, it still feels like there's no direction, even though they tried to give it some during that segment. So I just, I just don't get it. I feel like almost can be, can be good at some point. Like, I think that, you know, he's not still- in <laughs> <was> some. <laughs> bring it.
1: Come on. No, no, you were shady at some point. He at can some be point. Good. At some point.
0: He yeah, needs to
1: there. Life. Yeah, he wrestles like, like he's mad about something. So it takes him a while to figure out what he's going to do. Like, it's so weird. It's like he's wrestling in molasses. <laughs> like it's just so slow and disjointed, and it's just not fun. He's great, Kylie, but with like better needs.
0: Yeah, I mean it speaks to like you know we've always heard about like the the kind of psychology and mindset that is preached to like big guys there about like working like working like a giant, you know, and that sort of thing. And I think sometimes that you that can get wrapped up in people's heads, and clearly like Amos needs more seasoning, and like. I still think there's potential there at some point. I just don't know if they're going to be patient enough with I'm him. Glad
1: one of us thinks there's potential. That's pretty nice.
0: <laughs> Maybe I'm just a glass half full. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or I don't know. I feel like there's something there. I just feel. I feel like he's just has been thrown into the deep end in a way that was not good for him. Uh, coming out of this whole thing, and yeah. You know, I think
1: sometimes people can be managers, and I think that's fine. And I think that, you know, a, a really tall bodyguard manager who only wrestles every once in a while but doesn't go for
0: belts is fine. It's okay. Yeah. I think it's great. And see, and that, in could, corner. that could be his niche. That could be where it kind of clicks, and I'd be perfectly fine with that. I just, yeah. It just feels like there's a disconnect with how they want to present him right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> I did not realize we were gonna, I was gonna speak so long about almost there, honestly. We probably talked longer about that than the match was.
1: Um, <laughs> I think you're the first person to do that.
0: <laughs> I, I have my molehills, damn it. Um, <laughs> well, let's get into something that was way more fun. I think way more, oddly enough, divisive. I don't understand how this could have been divisive at all. Johnny Knoxville, Sami Zayn my god best oh. match of the
1: night oh best my god match of the night. Let
0: me, <laughs> i'm gonna go i'm gonna go
1: a little a, a little tangent right now go for because it because this happens every fucking time on this goddamn twitter machine um we do the same argument as like oh who's who that guy dax dax tweeted about it the other day he's like i don't want to be called a WWE superstar i want to be a professional wrestler and i want to work for a wrestling company well you signed the contract like WWE has called themselves sports entertainment for over 20 years now. So like over 20 years now, goodness gracious. I cannot talk over 20 years now. Um, so y'all are clearly not paying attention because this is literally what they have sold themselves out. They are not a professional wrestling company and that's okay. They are an entertaining uh, entertainment company that happens to have professional wrestling. There is nothing wrong with that. You have, dozens upon hundreds of other outlets for this. This match was fucking gold. Like if I'm trying to show somebody a match, like I'm not gonna show them Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin as the, you know, uh, the opener of WrestleMania. I might show them this match. Why? Cause they're probably around my age. So they know who these people are. Like it was fun. It was entertainment, uh, 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 what's that word? Entertainment. It's called Sports Entertainment. It was amazing. And if you have an issue with it, I think you suck. But if you have an issue with it, the most important thing is that this is literally called Sports Entertainment. And that's what they did. So if you think that it's unlike, it's below Sami Zayn, this is them saying, Sammy, you're so fucking good. You can go out there and make all of this work. Here's $2 million a year. Fuck y'all! This match was insane, and if you don't <laughs> like it, you can eat my big toe. <laughs> Period. We oh. man doing the Andre the Giant spot? Hell yeah! <laughs> oh my god! Like what the fuck? Party man! I love Chris It's Like what? What is there not? To, I'm sorry. No, it, it was it was, incre- it was incredible.
0: It was so good. It was so good. I mean, I, it's the perfect mixture of of. I think the that things that, that you love in pro wrestling, honestly, because it was so wacky and off the wall with all of the jackass involvement. Also, shout out to Jasper, finally getting out of future onto WWE. Like, that was just... <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, like, this match was just so much fun. Every one of the gags just hit so well. I mean, just Johnny Knoxville chasing Sami Zayn with a taser. Like, it's just (laughs) into the the hand.
1: (laughs) Genius. Genius. Give them an Oscar right now. Because that's what I come to wrestling for. I love my hard-hitting stuff. But I would have had a blast at that match. And 77,000 people were on their feet for every single moment of it. And if you don't like it, go cry in the corner and listen to Dashboard Confessional. Because you suck and you're emo. This is fantastic. This is literally what Wrestlemania is for. Literally.
0: Yes. And honestly like this match above anything else speaks to the ability of Sami Zayn. We know that what he Best can do in the world. The yeah. But like he can go from like the, the PWG stuff that he's done to like the the first match with Shinsuke in WWE that was like heralded as a classic. To this to this. He can do it all and work it so well. He is a true, like, versatile player.
1: There. I mean, I also love him to death because everyone who follows me on Twitter knows how much I love Um, (laughs) Red X.
0: My
1: my voice got a little deep there. Um, But... I think the best thing about this to me, and it's a it kind of, it doesn't really necessarily have to do with the match, but uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens got a lot of crap online because they re signed with WWE. Um, I think that sometimes people a have to realize that some people do things for money, because Lord knows I do. Um, and like, I don't care if I have creative control, I want money. Like, that's what pays for this apartment that I'm in.
0: <laughs> um,
1: and <laughs> like, they, you know, Kevin Owens has a family and like, I think some wrestling fans have this weird idea that wrestlers are basically my little action figures and I need them to continuously break down their body for my entertainment. They've both been wrestling for like 20 years. I think they've done enough stuff right now. Like make millions of dollars, y'all, and go do some silly shit. Kevin Owens, I'm sure, would tell you right now better than any best match he's ever had Doing that little segment with Stone Cold Steve Austin was probably his favorite wrestling moment of his life. Seriously. Like, that, and that's what it is. Like, that's they're so good that they put them in these spots. Sami Zayn will probably tell you he, that was probably one of the funnest matches he's ever had. And it was a bullshit match. But, like, he's now, he's, like, almost 40, y'all. Like, let him fucking get hit by a hand. I don't need him to fall off a ladder anymore. I don't need him to do all this extra stuff. Like I need him to just have fun and be safe.
0: He's, he's paid his dues, so to speak. It was great. Yeah, exactly. If you want the ladder wars, like they're on honor club, go check them yeah. out. You know, like all that stuff is still out there for you to enjoy, but you know, no one should begrudge anybody for, you know, like getting in the bag and, you know, doing something that they truly want to do. You know, oh my God!
1: They want to walk when they're fifty. How dare they! I know, right? <laughs> like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> what are we doing here, y'all? <laughs> oh, I I really enjoyed um, every aspect of this match, all the way down to the giant mousetrap at the end, wow. even if it didn't work at, at first. But like, it was just so good. Um, and shout out to Wee Man for just eating that boot yes. as hard as he could. <laughs>
1: You could, you could you could tell there was probably a conversation before because that shit, that match was surprisingly stiff and you could tell it was like the jackass guys saying you know we can take it do it and then him saying okay but can I give it out and they're saying yeah cool let's just all just be stiff as shit with each other yeah uh, and I I literally loved that match yes I think it was so much fun
0: it was a highlight of the night for me and, and you said when we first started talking about it it was the match of the night for you um i (laughs) i i think it honestly it probably it probably was for me too i probably have to like as we go through the card here again i'll probably think a little bit more but few matches just filled me with as much joy as as that did just pure laughter it it made me it reminded me because i still haven't seen jackass forever yet it reminded me of why i like was so enamored with the jackass formula in the first place and it's like, yeah, yeah, it's just so good. Give me more, uh, give me more legs on levers to to hit people in the junk. Just give it's, it. Yeah, I just,
1: I like, I I'm surprised this wasn't something that was done in the Attitude Era. Like it 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 should have been done, but like it it. But at the same time, it literally perfect timing because all of us who watch this are now in our mid thirties or forties. Like, we still watch wrestling. It just literally hit everything I wanted right then and there. Um, I literally cannot praise this match enough. (laughs) Love
0: it. Yes, so good. Um, Well, moving on, we have another match that I felt was a solid, solid entry on this card. Women's tag team title match. Uh, Selena, Queen Zelina, sorry, and Carmella defending against – Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, uh, the, the Sapphic's favorite team.
1: <laughs> Live for Brutality. Yes. Live for Brutality is her name.
0: Uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi, obviously, and our, uh, our one uh, LGBTQ representative on the show, we had Natalia and Shayna Baszler as the, as the final team there. Is um, it the one? To my oh, knowledge, Yeah, the the one public one, the one public one. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "Mm, I'm not so sure about that. Everybody's got their own, (laughs) it's got their own process. (laughs) I honestly like, I feel like every year, whoever mania comes around, the women's tag title match kind of gets put onto the card and people are kind of underwhelmed by it. They're just not really expecting much every year, at least in recent years, they have impressed immensely, um, every like multiple times. This match lived up to that as well. Um, you know, they got a decent amount of time there. I think that everybody really worked well together. Like Shayna got to be a killer for a while. We got to see Liv and Rhea do their thing. Um, Carmela and Zelina played their their roles very well. And of course, Sasha and Naomi just what else, what else can you say about this team? They have taken this division by storm since being paired up together. And it's only fitting that they walk out with those titles.
1: Yeah, and there's a, there's a there's a story there, there's a connection. You know, seven years ago, 2015, Sasha came into uh, the main roster. Was it wow, yeah shit, I'm correct. Yeah. Um, that's it's been a night.
0: minute
1: uh she came to the main roster It team bad and it, it uh, her and naomi and tamina like had an incredible chemistry i'm a little pissed it was only women's match because it could have been another women's match or it could have been two it could have been three actually uh let's not you know count dracula can count higher but uh it, i think these type of matches are really hard to do Fatal four-way tattoo matches are always kind of a, a mess um, because there's so much going on, but I think all of the women worked extremely well together. Uh, I, you know, just because I'm a fashion guy, the gear was insane. Loving the gear because the women always deliver. Uh, guys, step your bootsy up. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think Naomi and Sasha, you know, it was another big moment, you know, the first ever. African American tag team champions, and like Sasha Banks' first ever WrestleMania win, um, and Naomi also solidifying herself as a Mania girl. I mean, she's a WrestleMania Battle Royal winner. She's won the SmackDown Women's Champion at, at WrestleMania. Now she's won the Tag Team Champions at WrestleMania. Like it's, um, I was very very happy with this match. Uh, I would like them to keep these teams together. Obviously, that's not happening, as we know, as time has developed, Uh, because I think WWE has an incredible tag team division if they would just allow it to be a tag team division. Yeah. And they have more than enough girls. That's the thing. It's like people are like, they don't have enough girls. Yes, I know they released a lot of people. But y'all, there are like 45 people in the locker rooms down in NXT. There's a lot of women down there. There's so many people they could call up very easily and they could have a robust Tag team division of like seven different teams and like make it work. So let's, if we're going to do this, let's fucking do this.
0: Yeah. Not to mention they keep signing outstanding talents. They just signed people like Killer Kate, Roxy. Like they have, they have depth there, even with yeah. the, the releases that we've seen. So I would, I'm with you. I want these teams to stay together. I do not understand why anybody would want to see Rhea and Liv broken up. Like that is, that is the one team to me that like, why would you dream of splitting them up? They work yeah. so well together. They're perfect. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. But for, for this night, I felt like they they really took the opportunity to to meet the moment, and and they did so. Also, one moment that stood out to me. Shout out to to Zelina for hitting what has to be uh, one of the best like oh. AJ AJ Styles moonsault into reverse DDT spots <laughs> that I've seen. <laughs>
1: Has has Zelina and because I honestly don't watch like Raw or Spectrum that often, but has Zelina and Rhea ever had a one-on-one match?
0: I can't recall right now, but that's also just because the glut of of like TV that they do. Like I'm sure it might have happened at some point, but I don't
1: know. Rhea is also like secretly the best base uh, for the women's division. Uh, her and that um, what's her name, the little ninja lady. Casey oh, uh, Kazan, whatever. Lee. No, no,
0: Casey. Casey. Oh, Ninja oh. Warrior. Yes, yes, yes. Casey Ketanzaro.
1: I could say that name three times. Um <laughs> <laughs> they had incredible bouts like in uh in NXT because Rhea is a fantastic base. I think her and Zelina, if they like gave them some time, would do some amazing stuff. Because that moonsault was beautiful, it was insane. It did look like it hurt. Zelina more because those shoulders she like landed right on her shoulders and I was like yeah. Ooh, that's a hernia uh,
0: but very fun match yes I, I agree it was it was a whole lot of fun uh, I look forward to what uh, Sasha and Naomi do as champions and, and just seeing what happens as we go forward that picture of them with Bianca post match oh. was just to die for her. it was just so heartwarming to see yeah there was, I mean, because
1: uh, there was a lot of Black women representation over the weekend. There was a lot, I, I, and I, I love that, especially even in the indies with Swole, like, she's the battle club uh, pro champion, uh, Tristadora still being the fight club, uh, fight club? Fight pro, I believe it's called. I I don't want to say the name of the uh, the belt incorrectly. Uh, champion. So it was just, uh, it was very nice to see, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was like... Kind of going back to that just a second, also seeing Swole and Tasha Steel's going one-on-one for the culture was a lot of fun. Oh, too. yeah, Tasha being, you know, Impact yeah. Wrestling Women Champion. Um,
1: I I could see uh, Swole next month. I'm very excited about it. That's my girl. <laughs> um, so, but, yeah, it was, it was exciting. Exciting match. Back to the ladies. Yes, yes, yes.
0: You can find them on Twitter at band, and you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp at sarahinthesafeword.bandcamp.com. Um, check out independentwrestling.tv for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. Uh, you can use our promo code, LGBTRingPod, or visit tinyurl.com slash LGBT and peruse their entire library uh, over there at TV. Once again, promo code LGBT ringpod or go to tinyurl.com/iwtvlgbt. Check out that service. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at LGBT ringpod. You can follow me on Twitter at wonderboyotm. And if you're into video games, definitely check out my video game news show I guess we can move forward and continue on through the show here, which that brings us to uh, Edge and AJ Styles. Mm. Um, I'm, before we even get into the match, I want to ask you like what do you f- how are you feeling about this reinvention of Edge into this like Goth lord of whatever the hell he whatever this new character is?
1: It's hard for me to have a negative opinion about Edge. Edge is literally, Edge is my dude. Like when I was in high school, no, when I was in middle school, um, I love Jeff Hardy and I love Edge. Like, I, I, I don't know what it was. Young me, gay me was like, yes, white guys with long hair. I'm here for it. Uh, but I loved him. And then I, uh, his Rated R character was literally one of my favorite wrestlers for years on end. I cried when he retired. Like I just, it's very hard for me to not be excited about anything. Um, I don't mind it. And I think that it's, um, I think most importantly, like he realizes that like, now he gets to retire on his own terms. So he's trying to get what he can get out uh, as soon as possible. So I like the idea of it. I wanna see where it goes. I would like to see a woman involved in it. Hopefully we get what we're all thinking it could be. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give it time because I think that each time Edge is given something. I mean, he was given Vicky Guerrero and he made her fucking work. So like if there's one thing Edge can do, it's do his job.
0: Yes. And it's to like- be clear, I wasn't trying to set you up like a negative response there because like honestly, I dig it. I like the the like the little like tweak, the little reinvention, the kind of it's almost like a melding of like brood edge and rated R Superstar Edge in a way. And obviously we saw it's that. Called in the growth. Int- yes, yes. Yeah. And we saw that in the entrance, obviously, with the throne uh, rising with the flames and everything, uh, kind of alluding to that brood entrance a bit. I I honestly it reinvigorates Edge for me. It gives it gives me something different to chew on, um, especially now coming out of this match. Obviously, like Edge wins after a distraction from Damian Priest, so you're pairing up Damian Priest with him in this like burgeoning faction. Um, I don't know if they've named it yet. I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, you have this group forming around him, and it's just I don't know. It feels like like you said growth for the character. It feels like something new we've we've got the the pop of him coming back from retirement coming back from injury seeing edge again like that has been there for us for the past couple of years or so it's time for him to have something new to 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 sink his teeth into and i think this character really provides it for him um also always great to see somebody rock the purple and black once again (laughs) (laughs) um I,
1: yeah, I, I think that Edge is, uh, I'm going to say this without being shady. I think <laughs> Edge is one of those guys that returns to wrestling after a long time uh, and actually thinks of themselves, what can I do to um, move my character forward and what can I do to keep the fans entertained? And what can I do to elevate the other talent? So, and what can I do to still seem like a big deal? Because I will say WWE has done a surprisingly good job of, like, I don't ever feel like, oh, here comes Edge. It's like, oh yeah, Edge is here. Like, he still feels like a, a big deal when like other returning wrestlers and other companies, sometimes it kind of feels like, oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot you're working. (laughs) Uh, I think that's a I think that's an uh, incredible talent. Uh, As for the match, I thought it was a fun match. Yeah, I agree. You know,
0: yeah, it wasn't
1: like you know I'm not gonna write home to my mother and be like, Mom, get the Peacock app. Like, (laughs) but I think Edge has uh, also uh, reinvented. it. Why can I talk? Uh, reinvented himself. Well, I mean, I know why I can't talk. It's just just while my pa IPA. Um, <laughs> like, someone give me some money. Um, uh, so he's reinvented himself as a wrestler who, you know, he did all that high-flying stuff uh, very, very well, but now he's such a, like, good, grounded, technical wrestler, and he's just, he knows what he's doing. He's Randy Orton, where he just knows what he's doing, and, like, he keeps you intrigued it wasn't anything like incredibly mind blowing about the match but to say the match was bad would be disingenuous
0: yeah exactly it was solid i mean the only thing i think that you could critique would be like the the finish just because like we see so many distraction no. finishes in wwe right now but at the same time like i i am always a proponent of like even if something is overdone if it feeds into some kind of story coming out of it i feel like yeah. it's, like it, it's better and I can digest it a little bit easier. And obviously, this leading into the pairing with, with Priest and Edge, I think it's it was in service of that. And also, I don't think this is going to be the last time that Edge and AJ Styles are going to wrestle, so you'll get your more I'm definitive finish. You know, Who else would you like to be in this faction? Oh, let's see. Well, you brought up adding adding a female, so like that was the first place my mind went, but if you said that, uh, either... I mean, I would love to see Beth... Come back and be in there in some fashion. Oh yeah, but also, if you're gonna do that, why not Alexa? I well, I
1: it's Alexa Bliss is hilarious to me because she <laughs> girl that was on TV all the time, and you were just like, oh my god, Alexa, girl, like have a nap, take a sabbatical, and then now she is never on TV. It is so weird, like how that like quick change was um i would just like her to like stop doing the creepy stuff like it just it's, i'm a little bored of it but i didn't even think about beth i was thinking of liv and ria i but, can like, see course, that you know yeah there was purple lining behind ria which could mean she's either bisexual or she's joining <laughs> edge it's literally one of the ten why now, not if she has but she has cuff jeans then we know what it's about yeah but like we have to <laughs> We have to figure that out.
0: I feel called out now. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Look, I don't lie. I don't lie. No, no, I, I get it. I Trust me, I, I understand. I understand. And let's just say that some things are real. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Liv and Rio will work really well in in, in, a, in that group there i'm trying to think of like another like if they were going to add Who's another a dude dude um wow you know you know who would be really interesting and i cannot remember his like character name right now but um tell me more tell harlan me more. harlan the harlan. dude they have paired with joe gacy in nxt yes. right now i love that
1: dude he's like he's i love that kid I think he's very very good, and I don't know what the fuck he's doing with Joe Gacy, but um, (laughs) I yeah I think I think that's a that's a good that's a good option actually.
0: Yeah, he just has like the the creepy look to him. (laughs) Like it just fits for me. I don't know. Does it so well? Yes, yes. What about you? Anybody that you can think of?
1: You know, I honestly can't. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I really can't. It's so weird. Like, uh, I could think of the woman very easily. Um, uh, but like, I'm just trying to think of like men, like Harlan is a really, really good option. I was also going to say, uh, I don't know his name. I think they called him Slapjack from Retribution. Uh, the African American gentleman. He has Oh, a Mace. Dreadlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mace. Okay. Yes. Um, I think he could do really, really well with something like that. Um. But I, I definitely do want to see, because I feel like this happens very, uh, this happens um, quite a bit, is that like most stables that have women in it, uh, they only have one woman. So I would like to see multiple women, because I will still attest to this day that my favorite stable of all time is, uh, what, what was her name? The Madness, Team Madness. Mm, Macho yes. Man, Medusa, Gorgeous George, and Miss Madness. He had three women as a bodyguard for that moment <laughs> let's bring it back
0: i'm with you let's do it and honestly like why not if you add beth live in Rhea. like beth doesn't wrestle full time like have her be like the person like leading the the female tag team that they have
1: you know yeah, she's china yeah she just, just build out... up the dudes on the outside
0: <laughs> yes just Perfect. build up a new dark family yeah. <laughs> um All right, let's talk about the New Day, because that's what's next. Mm
1: -hmm. We will surely
0: talk about this longer than the actual match was, because the match is only a minute 40. Um, New Day, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston against Sheamus and Rich Holland, accompanied by Butch, um, the former Pete Dunne at this point. Um, Yeah, obviously, like this match kind of was a talking point, I think, for the entire weekend, because Originally scheduled for night one, uh, pushed due to time constraints to night two, and then you know, basically we got this—a quick <laughs> win for Sheamus and Ridge Holland over uh, the New Day as they were, you know, paying tribute to Big E, who obviously you know out with the the broken neck and um you know as get well soon to Big E. Hopefully he's able to recover fully. You know it seems like he's doing pretty well right now, um in that process, but. Yeah, I just don't – I feel like there's always one match on this committee that kind of gets this position that's like you get in the ring and just boom, 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 get out. I just don't understand why it was this match this year.
1: Yeah, and I'm not sure what match I would have replaced it with necessarily, but it it seems a a little um, unusual because – this could have been an opportunity to change this unfortunate situation to a sort of redemption arc, almost for the new day, to sort of avenge their friend. Like, why would they not avenge their friend and win the match at WrestleMania? I mean, it could have went five minutes and it could have just been like nonstop action. But I guess we had to see Undertaker come out with his lace front for the sixth time, <laughs> like that, like needed to happen. Um, I, it seemed, it just seemed. I always am very curious about how they treat the new day because they, they clearly treat them also with a lot of respect. They clearly know that they make them a lot of money. They, they give them a lot of leniency to what they do. You know, the fact that Xavier Woods is like doing G4 is like, that wouldn't have happened years ago. Like, that's not a thing. Like they had fucking a cereal, like at food line, like what the hell? <laughs> um, But then they do, like, the weird Biggie, like, uh, championship moment. They do stuff like this, and I'm just sort of like, what? It's somewhat back and forth, and it doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't think Sheamus and Ridge needed the – I mean, it's Sheamus. Um, I love Sheamus, but, like, I don't think they necessarily needed the win, and it just seems like there's no comeuppance uh, until another seven months when Biggie gets better. So why? Honestly, scrap the fucking match and put it on Monday.
0: Yeah. I mean at at this point, if this is what they're gonna put on the show, like yeah, just just put it on Monday. Um I don't know, like I it feels like while there is a ton of respect and um admiration put towards the new day from like the collective at at WWE there, um, the moments of disrespect feel like they are just taken to the extreme in a way like obviously you bring up like how Big E lost the title how kofi lost the title you know mm. and the fact that kofi never really got that rematch biggie still like obviously biggie's out with injury but before then didn't really get the rematch that that we normally see there in the process of of you know wwe booking um and then to have like this moment where you know let's be real like the only reason why you have this match, I feel like is to have the feel good moment of them paying tribute to Biggie and getting the win. And and then you can beat them on SmackDown like five days later and nothing will change. You still have this moment here and, and it will have so much more impact than just, you know, getting in like taking some broad kicks and letting and letting Ridge and Sheamus kind of rain over the top while Butch just runs around like a pit bull. Um, but i don't this this whole this whole segment just really bothered me especially like seeing what came afterwards too like you brought up undertaker and yes like having undertaker come out again and and spend so much time there doing that was just like okay whatever but then like and we'll we'll get into it in a second but like how long that vince segment ran how long he was in the ring um, you know, post match, during the match, after the match, everything—just how long that went. You can't tell me you would, couldn't have carved like three minutes off of that to add on to this match and just realize the what what uh, needed to be done with this.
1: So You didn't even have to have the fucking match with Vince Man. He could have easily came in. Austin could have grabbed him. Like Austin Theory could have grabbed him, and then Vince could have slapped them around a little bit. They knocked him out, and then Austin comes out. Like he didn't even have to do that extra six minutes of like here's this 76 year old man trying very hard to take off his shirt like you like what's the what's the point what are we doing i would have i would have been like if i was a day guy but i just give me my money like so i can go home yeah I, I got a party i got a party to go to i got some girl to go hang out with <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Like,
0: yeah just <clears throat> definitely the most frustrating Thing, i think from uh from both nights of, of the show
1: I, I i agree in a, in a, in a very different way because like rick uh, rick boogs fine ass uh him like injuring himself was like frustrating but frustrating for a very a very different way because obviously that wasn't planned
0: yeah exactly you know which another another person like yeah well soon uh boogs because like that i don't know him and him and shinsuke nakamura as a pairing is just grown on me so much. Because <laughs> it shouldn't work. Yeah, it does. It does. Well, let's talk about Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. Um, well, well, we will once again uh, say there are uh, credible allegations against Austin Theory before we start talking about this match. Um, so let me, what's your take on, on Pat McAfee to start off with? Just how, how do you like the Like him on commentary? Did you see the matches with him in NXT? Like just overall, like what? What, what are your thoughts on that? Magazine?
1: He's one of my favorite white people.
0: Um, <laughs> he,
1: I don't know what it is, but he comes off as very genuine. I, I don't know what fucking football team he played for. Not that I don't like football because I do watch football, but I don't fucking know. Um, I. Uh, you know, I, I like saw his like podcast or whatever. I thought he was cool. I don't watch Macdown down enough uh, to really, well, I mean, I do. I, I watch it enough to, to form an opinion about him. I think that him and Michael Cole, like, it is like literally the breath of fresh air that Michael Cole needed. Um, I think he's hot in a weird sort of way. Like, you know, it's like 11 o'clock and I'm like, I feel like you're being insulting to me, but I live just around the corner. Uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, I think he just seems like a genuine guy. He seems like the guy you want to hang out with. And I don't think a lot of people come off that way. Like, I like Daniel Bryan. But Daniel Bryan, I love Daniel Bryan. He's literally my favorite wrestler in the world. I wouldn't want to hang out with him. Because I'm going to be eating steak. And he's going to be very mean to me about it. And he's going to tell me about all the calories I'm eating. I'm like, Daniel, just shut the fuck up. Uh, or brian shut the fuck up um but pat seems like a really like go with the flow genuine good-hearted person i love him i think i love this match i thought it was great i thought the stuff he did in NXT, i was a little weird about it first then i was just like oh no no i like you like he is naturally talented naturally athletic And most importantly, I love a person, I hate when we do this, I hate when any fan uses the word Mark anyway, but I hate the negative connotation there. He likes wrestling. Aren't you supposed to fucking like this? Exactly. And it's clear that he likes it. Like, I love that it's clear that he likes this thing that he's getting paid a bunch of money to do. Um, I think more wrestlers could be like him, if I'm being honest. Yeah. yeah, I, I guess I want to marry him. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess that's the end of that sentence. <laughs> you
0: know? No, I I compare him to just like a lovable meathead, um, yeah. in, in a lot of ways. Just like he's a himbo, he is very much a himbo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I he he is very much like this this like jolt of of personality and excitement on commentary as well. I think him and Michael Cole is a great pairing. And obviously like in this match, particularly with how just beaming Michael Cole was on commentary for him. Um, And like, you could tell like the genuine emotion that he was feeling watching that match and calling that match um, really came through and, and highlighted their, their friendship and their closeness now, especially considering that like, you know, they weren't always close. Like, you know, people might not remember, but, like, when Pat McAfee first got there, like, him and Michael Cole, like, kind of butted heads a little bit. So, like, it's just been, it's just amazing to see that. Um, And then, of course, just his athletic ability on display in this match. Like, it it was just so good. Um, And, you know, for the people that hadn't seen the NXT matches, I think that he definitely surprised a lot of people. Um, But... I don't know. It was just a lot of fun. It's the most interesting that I've seen Austin Theory be in a mm-hmm. long time, um, and I, I, you know, Austin Theory like has a good look. I know he like is a is a competent wrestler and everything like that. But I swear to God, I hate the fact that the the town that I like hold near and dear to my heart, Atlanta, has to be associated with him. Um, especially considering his is called the A-Town down, that is, that bothers me on a very core level personally. <laughs> 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 um, but putting that aside, um, I feel like, I mean, this match was just a, a lot of fun and it was exactly what it needed to be. It showcased everything that, that Pat is, is good at. Pat getting the headset on and calling his own match, you know, we have not seen that for a while and you know, it was just, it was it was a lot of fun, and even Michael Cole joking about like alluding back to the WrestleMania 27 match as well throughout all of that the the fucking boring slogfest that that match was. Yep. Um, it's still like even it, this match even made thinking about that match fun for me, just a little bit.
1: I think that when you are that damn good you're just that damn good and you're undeniable and I think Pat for whatever reason is one of those people who are just that damn good I think uh what's a, what's a, the, the annoying hit? Logan Paul is also one of those people who annoyed the shit out of me because I'm like why are you good at everything I hate you Um, but like Pat McBee's just good at everything I hate you they paid for the white stripes yeah they paid for the white stripes for you and you wrestled in a gold chain <laughs> like uh, choices were made. Uh, I think he did a great job. I think the, the other person that he was wrestling did a good job, um, you know, in the ring, um, great ass, nothing else positive to say about you, but, uh, (laughs) I think everyone did the job that they were supposed to do. And Pat came off looking competent because I think it's sometimes really hard when a celebrity beats a wrestler in the ring, um, that other person has to look like they know what they're doing. And it has to look like, okay, this makes sense that this could happen because this, 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 and this, this, this happened in the match. Um, and I think that Pat cares a lot about wrestling, but I think he cares a lot about the integrity of wrestling and sports entertainment. And I think it was showcased very, very well in this match.
0: Yeah, yeah. And also, like, I, I, oh, I, I kind of glossed over it at the beginning, but, like, Austin Theory came out with Mr. McMahon and we got, I got flashbacks to like mid-2000s Drew uh, <laughs> Drew McIntyre because he oh, announced the chosen Austin. Chosen One. Yes. We got another Chosen One. Well, So we're back on that Odyssey, apparently. It's so weird. Like, why? I mean, I remember
1: watching uh, Austin in Evolve and like, because Evolve ran in New York all the time. You I mean, know, like, literally ran in Queens. So like, you know, you, you can see an evolved show as quick as you can find a hooker on the street. Like it was very easy. Like <laughs> but um Austin like I mean Austin has a he's everything else aside, he's clearly an attractive gentleman. Like we, we know this. He's yeah. look at him. He's fucking hot as shit. Like he has a great body. He's a competent wrestler So, like, I think we all knew that he was going to literally succeed in WWE. And it's just so interesting to me that, like, allegations, like, involved with that, that this is still the person that they were like, yeah, this is who I want to pair Vince with. Like, I want to be, like, a fly in that conversation to be like, this seems right. Like, why not deviate from the original plan? Because I'm sure that's been a plan all along. Yeah. Because he looks like a Vince guy. He's, like, the perfect represent, perfect representation of a Vince guy. But I'm just like, I, is it worth it? Is any of this worth it?
0: Yeah. I mean, even divested from, like, Austin himself and, and all the things that are, like, hanging over him um, outside of the pro wrestling context – We saw what happened the last time a chosen one was anointed. And we saw like this, it took more than like around a decade plus for like Drew McIntyre to finally meet that level.
1: Well, that's because Drew McIntyre didn't have a beard. That's what I'm going to say. That's true. Baby was looking, baby was not giving what she was supposed to be giving. (laughs) but, But now Drew is a man. Drew is a man because when you look back at old pictures of Drew McIntyre, you're like, "Ooh, really?" Yeah. But now when you look at him, like it's like, okay, exactly. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Brave my heart. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's that's the chosen one right there. Yeah.
0: Well, speaking of McMahon, obviously this whole segment leads into an impromptu match with Vince McMahon and Pat McAfee. Not really much to say about the match other than I don't know why 76-year-old Vince McMahon is working a match outside of just his own vanity, which, you know, I think explains everything. I don't think you need to really go into much more than that. Vince, Mac, uh, Vince McMahon gets his first WrestleMania win ever pinning Pat McAfee after putting a football into his stomach. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, I, for- <laughs> I forgot that was the finish. <laughs> <laughs> I literally but, forgot that was the finish.
0: but of course, all of this is a setup to have one more moment with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Man, and you know we get that. Um, what are your feelings on the stunner? I don't mind it, man.
1: They owe the shit. <laughs> like you know. <laughs> I I didn't get it like I like the the, like oh my god it was the worst thing in the world well he's old as shit man like he was alive when dinosaurs were around like what the fuck (laughs) like I'm expecting this guy to take a good stunner he never took a good stunner he took a good stunner when he was 40 you expect him to do it now with scoliosis like come on girl (laughs) like let's just keep it moving Nothing, you know, people, scoliosis, I love you. So I want to be careful with that. Um, Yeah, I, like, did it didn't bother me at all. Austin was having a good time. Literally a 57-year-old man and a 78-year-old man, like, doing things in the ring. Like, I'm surprised hips weren't broken. Like, quads weren't torn. Kevin Nash wasn't around. Like, I, they didn't bother me at all. And, again, whoever did that
0: editing job, though, Oscar. Yeah. Oscar,
1: yeah. <laughs> they did a great job.
0: No, I mean, I didn't have a problem with the stunner in and of itself. I think for me, in the immediate, whenever I saw like how McMahon like went down, it, I honestly thought he had injured his leg again. So I was like, yeah. I was, I was like, it was funny, but also I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, I hope he's okay. You know, just as a human being, <laughs> I hope he's okay. After it really kind of seemed like he was all right. Like, it, I, I kind of was able to engage more with the humor of it, and, you know, like, it's whatever. It's Vince taking a stunner. Like, it's you know it's going to be, like, terrible looking, no matter what. Yeah. It always That's was. That's literally was.
1: why we like it.
0: Yeah. And also, you got to point. pay off with a solid stunner uh, sell by, with Pat McAfee afterwards. Just a fountain of beer before rolling out, and I, that... The fucking gift Ooh. of just pouring beer in his mouth on the floor. It just it's adds so to that good. himbo energy. He's
1: so good, man. I love him. Please call me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's going to, but, you know. You he might know. open
0: up DMs at some point. Yeah. 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 Well, that... Moment is going to bring us to the main event, that what has, was called the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. That's that sigh. Yep, you you did. <laughs> Winner take all. Uh, could this could this match have ever lived up to the amount of hype and build that they put behind this thing? Yes. Okay.
1: I believe so, 100%. I've seen the main event twice. Um, and I think it was very hard because people were still kind of iffy about Brock and people didn't like Roman, but they didn't like Roman because they didn't think he was a good wrestler. And now we're in, a we're in fucking, ooh, Bizarro World. It's the rollout of media WrestleMania. Um, we're in Bizarro World where, People don't like Roman, but they don't like Roman because he's a good fucking bad guy. And people for once are enjoying the shit out of Brock Lesnar. I think this match could have been amazing. And I think it could have absolutely finally built up to the hype that it needed to be um, and solidify Roman as a person who could beat Brock Lesnar. I think it was there. And I think it was there because of, the character work that both of these gentlemen have done over the past year.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like obviously like the character work has been outstanding. I feel like, and and it's definitely like built up the the prominence of what this match represented in a way like this really feels like the biggest match that WWE could have done in, in recent years. And, you know, looking back on those previous main events, I think going into this, you feel like that you were expecting to, to see them one up like wrestlemania 31 you know Mm -hmm. i think that match to me that is their best match together and you have to you have to supersede that match i feel like if you're going to deliver on what this could build is building to it could have been there i'm with you um i but there was just something about it that, that cast a little bit of doubt for me just because of how we've seen like you know, whether it be Roman has been outstanding and, and has really become oddly more versatile in his in-rings uh, performance through this, this uh, uh, tribal chief uh, character. But Brock, it feels like since in the time between now and WrestleMania 31, has really devolved this match structure to like what we saw from like the Goldberg matches, where it is very much this is like, Suplex, suplex, suplex. F five, F five, F five. It's just, it's just finisher spam at some point. Which you, that was not the case that whenever they met at thirty one. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's really where like I had some doubt creep into my brain. It's just like, well, are they going to do more than the Brock Lesnar type match with this? And unfortunately, that's what we got more of in in this one. You know, um, yeah, twelve minutes of this like finisher sprint um you know which you know it's fun but it doesn't it doesn't reach the heights that that you need it to um and not to mention like just kind of some of the oddities around like the ending of the match were like the the spear to the back and the roman talking about his shoulder being out and, and like, literally that things. shit was
1: out that baby yeah. was in another zip code
0: yeah like, it just felt like the, the ending of this match was just cursed in, in some ways.
1: Yeah, I think this is just WWE. Stop putting them together. But, um, you know, I'm I try to get, I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt because it seemed like uh, Roman was hurt for quite a bit of it. Um, it seemed like they were trying to make things work. I don't mind a Haas battle. I don't mind. like I still think Goldberg and... Um, I remember the, the Goldberg and Brock Lesnar match at, what was that? Is that Orlando? Yeah, I was at Orlando. Yeah. Um, it being surprisingly fun. It was five minutes and it was like, give me exactly what I need from you guys. Um, so I, I like, weirdly enough for once in my life, want to give them the benefit of the doubt that like things changed when they realized these sort of limitations they had with uh, injuries because when Brock looked a little bit out of it at certain times. Um, but I also don't think I would have given it that moniker because I don't think it necessarily needed it. Like Roman just winning it's, it's fine. Like you should just win. But like when you tout anything like that, it, it is really, really hard to beat it. I mean, I think the last time I've heard someone say uh, them say that is like probably The Rock and John Cena. Mm. I like no one really talks about those matches. Because no yeah. one really remembers those matches? And I saw one live. I don't remember it at all. Like, I I think they WWE gets it, it's um not not to talk about this other company, but not so about AEW. But like, it's Tony Khan. We got a big announcement. I'm like, baby, I'm sure it's not that big. Just say you have an announcement. It's okay. Yeah. And Vince lost to be like biggest match of all time. I'm like, maybe it's just match. It's okay, um, because they do kind of fuck up your entire idea of uh, your expectations of said match you know it was fine it was a fine match but like becky and bianca were better johnny <laughs> knoxville and fucking Sami zayn were better <laughs> no I, I, they also didn't have this moniker of like having so much pressure on their shoulders when I mean, it's just sort of like that's that's not needed
0: Exactly. Like, I I really feel like some of the the labeling and some of the build did hurt the perception of of the match. And, like, I don't say, like, I don't bring up, like, the the finisher sprint style match to say that I don't like it. I think it's just at some point you have to, like, evolve the presentation of it a bit, you know? And, And I feel like the last couple of years, going back to, like, the... The WrestleMania at the Performance Center in 2020, like I think we saw, started seeing the decline of that sort of style match. No, like when I I I go back to like Braun Strowman and Goldberg is like the thing of like okay, that's the first time where one of those matches didn't necessarily click for me. What else are we gonna do to keep pushing this forward and that sort of thing? Well, Braun
1: Braun Strowman also sucks.
0: I mean, not a lot. I hope you're controlling your narrative. god he fucking yeah sucks. god damn it anyway yeah so roman leaves undisputed champ or is it undisputed wwe or universal undisputed wwe universal champion there we go that's the one yeah. the uwu belt that um
1: that, the fact that it takes that long to figure out what he is it's like what are we doing and why I don't understand why we're breaking up the belt. I love, I love having two major belts on two different rosters. I know a lot of people don't like the roster split. I fucking love it. I think it's great. It makes it a lot easier for me to play WWE Two K Twenty Two, but like it, I it allows more people to get opportunities than they would have ever got before. So I'm all about a split. I hate the fact that he has two belts. I don't think he needed two belts. Um, yeah, yeah so that's
0: kind of annoying to me yeah no I, i'm with you I, I like the idea of having a champion on on, on either myself too you know especially because like whenever they do do this undisputed title thing they never fully commit to it they never do nope so like it's just it's literally just a thing where like no one believes that this is going to go on for an extended amount of time so yep it's whatever. Um, but yeah that closes out the night we end with Roman holding up both belts and everything and you know obviously raw has happened of. oh yeah kind, yes yeah. <laughs> he got he got him a little level near the end once yeah. he brought the arms down a bit <laughs>
1: but he was like he was like Kevin Dunn shut the fuck up this is how far <laughs> they're going. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, (laughs) WrestleMania, um, all in all, like looking at both nights for you, like what was the, like kind of a final takeaway from, from WrestleMania?
1: I had fun. I have gone to, again, I said, you know, multiple WrestleManias. I've seen a lot of WrestleManias. My only objective at WrestleMania uh, is to have fun. That is literally the objective that I have. Uh, it is not to see the best wrestling match I've ever seen in my entire life. i would never watched a wrestling pay-per-view with the in- intention to have, to see the best wrestling match I've ever seen in my entire life. I watch wrestling because I like to have fun and I like to see a variety of things. I had fun. There were things that are a little annoying, sure, but the things that I really, really liked stood out more than anything else. And that's all I can ask for.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's really the takeaway for me, too. Two years in a row, like, you have a two-night WrestleMania that just delivers on the fun factor, delivers on the enjoyment factor, you know? And not like you got good wrestling mixed in there as well, but just an overall feeling of, like, really enjoying a, a presentation while also, like, having moments that you can pull out and just kind of stick in that, that uh, trophy case in a way, yeah. for, for the historic moments. So, they're two for two so far since coming back with crowds at WrestleMania, and, you know, say what you will about the rest of WWE's programming throughout the year, because there's a lot to say about it, um, but they know what to do with WrestleMania, at least, you know, the last couple of years running. Uh, they know how to put on a, a, a show of this size. <laughs> so. They
1: really do. I mean, they're, like, they're they're, they're unexpected. Like, you know it's so weird it's it's not weird because it makes sense but like you know I, I I don't know it's just every year we we do the whole like they suck they suck they suck but sure, but you know what they still sell out eighty thousand you know eighty thousand arenas every March and April every single year so like they know what they're doing I guess is the internet sentence. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're really good at it they're yeah. really good at it they're really good at knowing that they are sports entertainment and this is what they do. And they are excellent people at giving you sports entertainment. You can argue with that. They're not good people at giving you professional wrestling because I, I would agree with you that, but like people who like sports entertainment, they get what they want.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You know, the product you're getting whenever it comes to WWE. Yep. Uh, well, Darnell, thank you so much for, for taking the time to come on and chat about the show with me. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you online. Uh, you
1: can find me uh, on Twitter at fabulous d I believe it's my Twitter account. Uh, if you are in the New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania area, on. Uh, May 13th, I will be at Wrestler's Lab, which is going to be in New Jersey. someplace in New Jersey. I don't know where the hell it is. But I will be doing commentary on that show. Uh, Big Swole will be main eventing that show against uh, Mr. Grimm. Uh, Envy Young will be there, the TTT Grand uh, gang. Uh, I will also be in attendance at Battle Club Pro, which will be uh, in Brooklyn on 420. It's the WCW Women's Crush Wednesday um Patrick Stills will be there Big Swall will be there Lily Frost will be there uh I will be running around probably doing some behind the scenes stuff but uh yes please come and uh, watch some uh, some really good independent wrestling with me because I'm a huge fan of uh New York and New Jersey independent wrestling I think it's fantastic
0: oh yeah a lot of good stuff going down in that area of the country right now so well thank you again Darnell
1: thank you for having me
0: My thanks once again to Darnell for taking the time to come on and chat about uh, the second night of WrestleMania. Here, give me all think. Like, I just I love the joy that came from discussing Sami Zayn and uh, and Johnny Knoxville. That entire match was just uh, glorious to me. It was so good. Um, that's gonna do it for this week, though. Um, I, there actually no. There's one more thing that I wanted to talk about real quick that we didn't get to in the episode. I meant to bring it up, and I think it just slipped my mind um, as we were talking about the New Day match, but um, we really don't need to see the clip of Biggie breaking his neck again. You don't need to use that in a highlight package to build this thing up. It's just distasteful, honestly. Uh, And also, quick correction for myself. um, I said kill a Signed with WWE. The episode that was a, uh, I misspoke on that. Um, it was actually Notorious Mimi who signed along with Roxy and a number of others recently. So just wanted to clarify that real quick um, and, and make sure that we're putting out the right information, the correct information on this show. Um, but yeah, that's a wrap for this week's coverage of WrestleMedia Week. Remember, come back next week, next Thursday. We will be talking all about For the Culture. I will be well-rested <laughs> as we do that. Keep your eye out later today. The top 25 LGBTQ matches of mini week list is going to be going live on Outsports. Um, and yeah, I, I'm i excited to share that. I'm excited to um, talk about For the Culture next week. Uh, make sure to check out our other episodes from this week talking about Effie's Big Gay Brunch and uh, the first night of WrestleMania 38. And other than that, You know, we'll see you next week. Until then, y'all stay messy. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Get vaccinated and boosted if you are able to do so. And a very happy birthday to Avadon. Bye.
1: From the top of the bridge, she made a deal with the demon, girl, a lover commit. But the moon is high, and the devil is chopping stick. It's the bullyless six, six, six.